The Curious Podcast is brought to you by your generosity. So why not visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the Curious Podcasts, where for £5 a month you can help us keep the show going. As always, if you have any topics you'd like to hear us talk about, send us an email at curious.podcasts at gmail.com. Welcome back to the Curious Podcasts, everyone. Um, oh, actually, hang on a minute. Where is everyone? Hang on, everyone. I'm just going to call Richie, see where he's at, because no one's turned up yet. Hello. What? What do you want? Hey, Richie, uh, where are you guys? Um, the, uh, I'm, at, the, um, right I'm at the racetrack. Right about. Well, the Jawa racetrack. Right oh, shit, well, the race is on today. Yeah. Right. Oh, fuck. Uh, how, how long are you going to be? Um because, you know, podcast. How, how fast is the horse, you know, like... Um, well, the race is just starting, so it shouldn't be too long. I'm here, 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 i am and either way, and uh, Craig picked up another horse and ran off. He has been told again, don't worry, call the police, we'll make sure I will get him again. Uh, I'm being told his name is. Uh, no, no, yes, he is. He is quite useless, isn't he? Anyway, uh, that is the end of the Jarrah race. No refunds. And YI is in second place. Third place was Elvis Cat, and uh, in first was Craig. Come on, Red Bum. Let's go to the studio. Right, yeah, yeah. Get, 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 get that out of my face, man. Right. Oh, oh hello, Drew. Where's everyone? Um... Hi, Craig. Uh, yeah, Richie is at the Jarrah racetrack. No, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. I walk. I walk. I lost. A, I lost twenty quid on that horse. Oh, well, you should have bet on Craig. Mm. Well, you know, Richie, if you carry a horse on your back, right, it's knee good for you. Knee where? Hey, Jarrah, Jarrah, go. Bacabana, hey, Jara, Jara, hey, Kimbo. Hello, hello. Excuse me, I'm going through to my serving hatch. And there we go. And I'm opening it. Oh, it's already open. I left it open from last week. <laughs> hello. Right, let's do this. Indeed. So this week. So, we're sorry, be sorry. I didn't do my I didn't do my pre pre-podcast shouts and screams. I'm just doing them. I'll do them quietly in the corner. <clears throat> right, okay, I'm good. That's debatable. But how is everyone this week? Me. Other than Richie, who lost 20 quid on the races. Oh, I really saw back, and I don't know why. 
Oh, maybe you should uh, stretch it out. Guys, um, guys, sorry, guys. You, yeah, Jew, shut up for 10 seconds. Um, you know there's a horse in here. You play guys planning on having some horse burgers or something. <clears throat> Don't you dare touch Red Bum. Red Bum? He is my winner. <laughs> Big Red Bum. Wow. He's a fucking jar of legend. Oh, that's all right. I'll give him a couple of bottle of, bottles of rum. <laughs> he is the great-grandson of Red Rum. You know, the Red Rum. Oh, honour to have you here, sir. Oh, he doesn't like hay. He only wants to eat digestive biscuits. Drew, go out and get some digestive biscuits for our guest. Chop, chop. Then we no do, you know, he does talk. Wait a second, I'll pass, I'll pass, pass the mic over for him. It's like, there okay, you go. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck. I think he's got Tourette's you know, as well. It, it, it is literally a horse, Craig. It won't talk to you. Although... I do have no, but if I put my hand up my toss, right? And it felt like it starts talking, right? It's definitely Red Bum. That's why we called it Red Bum. Ah, okay. But anyway, I, I, well, well, he, I'll tell you what, let him in the kitchen and uh, we'll, we'll cook up something for you. I'll let you get on with the podcast. Right then. Um, right, I've got the digestive biscuits. Where's the horse gone? Ah, he's in the kitchen with Kimbo. Kimbo, he has the digestives. What the hell? I've got a in my head. Fuck you. Oh, well, some of them will be crushed. Right then. Okay, so this week, um, we're doing a, not exactly a special episode, but we are doing a themed episode this week, everyone, uh, where we are going to be talking about different cryptids. Uh, which are creatures that people who have claimed to have seen, but either the evidence for them hasn't, there's like no evidence of them, or any evidence is very poor. For example, Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, and what have you. So, as usual, I will start us off after this message from our sponsor. Have you ever wanted to go cryptid hunting? Do you think you're the one to finally get evidence of Bigfoot or swim with Nessie the Loch Ness Monster? Then come on down to Dr. Drusifer's Cryptid Hunting Supplies Emporium, where we have all the supplies you need to go out into the wilderness and come back with diddly squat. No, not diddled by the Sasquatch. On sale this week we have the long life battery powered highly durable body camera to document when you get mauled by whatever you are stupid enough to try and track. For the low, low price of your wife. I'm lonely, damn it. Okay then. So, the cryptid that I'm going to be talking about is the Mothman. Which is a creature that came in to... That, that, that was first reported back in November of 1966 in West Virginia in the United States, uh, specifically in uh, the town of Point Pleasant. Uh, there's been various sort of descriptions of the Mothman. Uh, most, most notably, though, is that it is sort of humanoid in shape, but with wings. Um, you know, some 
also been known as like uh, the Birdman or other you know, such descriptions. But always the same though is that he has red eyes. I say he, it might be an it, might be a she, don't know. Um, the one source of the legend is that it's believed to have originated from sightings of out of migration uh, sandhill cranes or herons. That's speculation. Don't know for certain. Uh, so as I said, it was first seen November 16th, 1966. Um, but up until I think it was December 15th, 1967. So for about just over a year, there were sightings. Uh, and then there hasn't really been anything since. The creature was brought into the wider audience by uh, author uh, Gray Barker in 1970, uh, who, and this was later uh, in 1975, made into a book by another author, John Keel, uh, called The Mothman Prophecies, which was then later turned into a movie in 2002 featuring, uh, not featuring, starring Richard Gere, uh, who, and it, that is a good movie, definitely worth a watch. Um, and Point Pleasant do have held an annual festival ever since then devoted to the legend of the Mothman. Now, one of the theories surrounding the legend of the Mothman about its relevance is that the Mothman is sometimes seen as a foretelling or foreshadowing of uh, some sort of tragedy about to happen. Uh, the main reason for this being, like I said, was the last sighting recorded was December 15th, 1967, so just after a year since the first sighting. Uh, and the significance of December 15th, 1967 was the collapse of the Silver Bridge, which resulted in the death of 46 people. And it was actually this event that, like I said, it's this event that... Uh, Gave the link to the legend of the Mothman about um, foreshadowing um, tragic events. Now, it was thought that the Mothman was strictly uh, an American thing. However, in 1999, uh, there were claims of Mothman sightings in Moscow. Big right before the bombing of um, some Russian apartments. So it isn't just li linked to America. There are you know, other areas around the world. At this point in the show, chaos erupted. So stay tuned to the end of the episode for the blooper of what happened and why I seem like I was thrown off mid-sentence. So yeah, so the Mothman sightings are, you know, will uh, have got a bit of an international 
engagement, not just American. Um, the, like I said, the very first Mothman sighting was back in 1966, November 15th. Uh, seen by Roger and Linda Scarberry, and also Steve and Mary Mallet, uh, who were driving together on Route 62 near the abandoned National Guard Armory building and power plant, and power plant when they saw a menacing figure standing six to seven feet tall. As I said before, you know. Red eyes are a common description, and that's what they saw. The headlights hit, it's as they described it, giant eyes shone bright red. Um, panic setting in, Roger just sped the car towards town, you know, no slowing down, no stopping, you know, just got the hell out of there. But to be fair, who wouldn't just get the hell out of there? Um, they weren't the only people to have seen the Mothman. Um, obviously, th th like I said, there were numerous sightings throughout that, what, what, 13 months leading up to the collapse of the Silver Bridge. And like I said, the descriptions were usually pretty similar. Uh, there was another sighting later on, um, back in 2016, uh, WCHS TV published a photo uh, that was purported to be of, a mo of the Mothman taken by an anonymous man while driving on Route 2 in Masson County. Uh, science writer Sharon A. Hill proposed that the photo showed a bird, perhaps an owl, carrying a frog or snake away, and wrote that there is zero reason to suspect that it is the Mothman as described in legend. There are too many far more reasonable explanations. Now, I've not seen this photo myself, so I can't say one way or the other whether I think maybe it was the Mothman or maybe Sharon Hill is right in that you know there is a perfectly reasonable explanation for it and that is not the mothman i mean there is more to this uh obviously feel free to look into it yourselves um oh there's uh oh that there has also been a 12 foot tall metallic statue of the creature uh built by art artist and sculptor bob roach uh, which was unveiled in 2003 uh, for the Mothman Festival. Uh, also, the Mothman Museum and Research Centre opened in 2005. And the festival is held on the third weekend of every September. Uh, it has guest speakers, vendor exhibits, pancake-eating contests, and hayride tours. So, yeah, there you go. Um, that is the legend of the Mothman. What do you guys think? Um, uh, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, moths are, are very interesting creatures in general. I would say uh, 
I would say maybe someone's watched Godzilla and just got a little bit freaked out, spooked out, maybe. You know, because it's it Mofra from Godzilla? Gojira. As they say. Gojira. Gojira. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I believe that's uh I believe that's that. I don't know. I mean, you know what I'm like with science and that. But I find cryptics very interesting. I believe uh, the other two do have other cryptics. If, if this was Eurovision at this point, I'd be saying, if you like Drew's choice of a cryptic, then we'll call now and hit 0100 at the end. I'll, freak, I'll get freaked out by Moss anyway, it's me. No, I might have pissed Mothman. <laughs> I thought Mothman was, um, he showed up just before a natural disaster. Like, um, it's not just natural disasters. Premonition. That's premonition, man. You're thinking of. <laughs> Sorry. Um, in terms of natural disasters, I believe think Drew was probably going to say just animals can pick up on usually like sensitive things, like cats and dogs can run around and get freaked out. Yeah. I've seen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll quickly say this: I've seen like a video on the internet. You know, very popular source. Uh, oh, basically, it's a bunch of cats, and like where they sort of, have got to be some sort of house, and they're, they're all in their little bits, and they're all sleeping, not fast at all. And then suddenly they're all like up and awake, and they're wandering around, and they're a bit pensive, and you can tell something's up. And it's not like someone's just entered the room because they're not all staring in one place; they're sort of all looking around, a bit freaked out. And then the then it all starts shaking and moving uh, about five or six seconds later. So it's like they can hear or get that extra sensitivity to it. It's like, hold on, something's weird going on. It's going to happen. I yeah. interrupt this podcast for the new advert. Are you at Wit's End? Have you listened to Drew for the past week? Come down to Wit's End. You will sell ropes, tablets, and even blades. Back to you, guys. Uh, guys, just so you know, the horse in here. Um, I asked him why the long face, and he said it was something to do with the digestive bits. Okay. <laughs> uh, Too many he, smart he made, ones. Yeah, he gave me a long-winded speech while Drew was talking about the Mothman about it. He said, "Very interesting with your biscuits." Although I think the mushrooms are kind of kicked in. I hate mushroom soup. Oh, for God's sake, red bum! Why have you shit all over the place? Now I have to clean this up. Uh, they are the one cleaning it up, red bum. I'm looking at you, Craig. Mm. So, um, yeah, so, I think we've discussed Mothman, have we? Moth. I think we can move on to another one. Man Moth. Man Moth, yes. That's, that's our second one that we're discussing today. If you like Man Moth, uh, and the idea of them, yeah. Yeah, let's move on, shall we? Uh, do you have one, Richie? Yes? Talk about. Well, mine's, mine involves Richie's Corner. So, ah, okay. Um, um, well, I've just and I've, I've just seen the sign saying cue the music. It's not flashing, so we're not cueing the music ah, yet. Right. Don't cue the music yet, as they say. Uh, Craig, do you have a monster to talk about? I have, but you know how very difficult it is when a dog box and a horse is in your living room and the telly's blasting in the background. I'll come back to you in yeah. five. <laughs> well, no, that's not a problem. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Cue the yeah. music. 
Okay, so welcome to Richie's Corner. I'm just gonna hold on me mic a minute. Right, welcome to Richie's Corner. Uh, and this week's sponsor is Bigfoot's Shoe Store. So if you know someone with a big foot, go to Bigfoot's Shoe Store. Oh, and also, boots. yeah, also, um, you know what to say about big feet. <laughs> big shoes. Right. So we're going to put a couple of farm meals in this week. Uh, this one's from Katie. I used to be going out with a vampire, but we broke up because his finances were not in order. Wow, that was... Uh, yeah. Um, wow, this show is so scary this week. My tits are literally shaking. And that is from Sarcastic Dave. Uh, Call the Vampires wrote in, How do I improve my credit score, Richie? Uh, I'll be honest, Carl, I don't give a fuck about credit scores. Um, Psychic Sandras wrote in, uh, I knew Drew would say that. That's weird, isn't it? She know that? It's weird that she knew that Drew mm. was going to turn around and argue the fact that he, he, he didn't know about the horse and that. That was weird. <laughs> Sandra gets it right every single time. I don't understand. I mean, she's like, I mean, I'm all science and that, but it seems like Sandra has, does have psychic abilities. We'll have to study this more. She's <laughs> definitely onto something. She is onto something. So Denise has wrote in uh, somebody stole my antidepressants. I hope you're happy with yourself. Well, that's a very nice. Uh, well, uh, has she put mm-hmm. has she put out a missing uh, a flyer for it? Because antidepressant, uh, you know, she's a nice lady. She's not my aunt, but you know, she's a nice lady. It's someone's aunt, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah someone's aunt. Yeah, if she's missing her antidepressant, then she should just be, just message her. I mean, she's probably got Facebook, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Leah the Curious yeah. Podcast does not condone drug abuse or any type of depression. We go return back to the show. So, uh, the Loch Ness Monster has wrote in. Uh, Hi, Richie. What is your favourite Christmas movie? Ooh, now there's one. I only really like Christmas movies. Um, oh, I tell you which one is good. Um... Oh, I can't remember what it's called now. Um, it's where... Hmm, oh, I can't remember. But it's, it's a Christmas movie. Um, oh, Off at Christmas. That's it. That's, got, that's probably my favourite one. Awful Christmas. Uh, Arthur. Um, oh, is it Arthur Christmas or something? Or something like that. Um, Seriously, I can't understand your thick Northern accent. Our, our awful Christmas. Why do you keep saying awful Christmas? <laughs> Hold on, sorry. Oh, my translator's just kicked in. Yeah, our for Christmas. Oh, yes, I remember that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you it, Kim, it is yes. awful this Christmas. It is, isn't it? Especially when you got no money. Yeah. Um, because a lot less monster says that his favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. Now that's going to cause some controversy. Um, 
because a lot of people say that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. I think it's even more controversial that you called the Loch Ness Monster a he. The Loch Ness Monster I thought was a she. So you've just like you really? literally started. Yeah, like Ness Nessie is considered a she. Yeah, it was based around that. I know it's human. That the Loch Ness Monster is a he. Wait, uh, wait, yeah. We're gender yeah. now. We're the, we, we at the Curious Podcast just don't give a fuck about gender definitions. We're going to tell you if it's a he or she. We don't care. But um, everybody knows Nessie is a she. Well, I would just like to apologise on behalf of the show uh, that if Loch Ness Monster is offended, then, um, well, there's nothing to know about it. Was that the Loch Ness Monster, Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster, because the three of them are different, like, they all get confused as the same one. Ah, so. yeah. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's 2023, what's to say it's even a woman now? It could be anything. It could be a... Uh, it could be a monster, as far as we know. Yeah, it could be a monster, yeah, for all we know. Yeah. 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 There so, we go. Um, I, think I think we've all learned a lesson in Richie's Corner today. Yes, and that's what it's all about, Richie's Corner. is about learning stuff as well, apparently. Scientific fact. Well, yeah, I was going to you, Bruce Willis even said that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Ah, no, Sanders just wrote in. Saying I knew Drew would would bite when Richie mentioned Die Hard. <laughs> Does it again? How did she do this? Damn! <laughs> Sandra's, Sandra's just always on fire. What did he come down? He nibbled at the beard and then he the bit. What? What did he come home alone as a Christmas film? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Because Home Alone is set at a Chris round Christmas, and so is Die Hard. So why? How come Home Alone is seen as a Christmas movie, but Die Hard it can't be seen as yeah. a Christmas movie? I, I think Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I'm just saying Bruce Willis said it isn't. Yeah, no, that. Uh, no, he's, he's probably forgot about it now, anyways. It's almost like a monster, right? Wrote in on purpose just to cause a bit of an argument and prove a point. That would be the first time that they have done that. That would be yeah. the first time that they have done that. They, them, they, uh, them, they, they are, have done that. So, uh, thanks a lot, next one, Say, fucking asshole. Right, Kevin Watersmith. Uh, the Kevin Watersmith. The Kevin Watersmith. Mr. Watersmith. Sorry, guys, I can't write in this week as I can't find a pen. And that was written in pencil. Um, Swaff Chadman. Richie, please tell me a story about the legend of Jingle Tits. Now, shall we go over the cryptid? So, the legend of Jingle Tits. It starts in a small town over 300 years ago. A small town known as Jarrow. Or, if you're not from Jarrow, it can be also known as Jarrow. So, 300 years ago, all that stood in the small town of Jarrow was the town hall, a Domino's pizza, and the very first cash conveyors. Now, in this Domino's was a man called Greg Swaffenchow, who worked as a delivery man for Domino's. He was the best delivery man in the town. In fact, he was the only delivery man in the town. Um, with a population of, I don't know, but it wasn't many. Um, but each pizza that he delivered, he stole a slice 
and then pushed it back together to make it look like a smaller pizza. And he got away with this for several years. Um, but like all crimes, he ended up getting caught. Um, and he's bought super glued um, jingly bells to his nipples as punishment. So every time you walk through the town, people would hear the jingly bells and know who he was and what he had done. Um, and obviously after that he was replaced by someone else. Um, but also a little knowledge nugget for you is, um, because it was such a small town um, and it was the first Domino's, um, all all deliveries were made within 30 minutes. So that's where, do you know when it's like, uh, if it's not delivered in 30 minutes, you get it for free. This is this is the origin story, um, which actually relates in with Jingle Tits. Um, so anyways, just to recap, um, his boss, Superglue, jingly bells to his, to his nipples. Um, so that everyone knew that he was a thieving twat every time he walked through the town. Um, but this didn't last long, as it did bring quite a lot of attention to him. Um, and not just by humans. Um, so he was later found mauled. Um, he had been beaten to death by cats. Um, apparently, uh, an eyewitness statement says his last words were pss, 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 and apparently they were attracted to the bell. Um, but legend has it, right? Now this is where it gets strange. Um, if you leave a slice of pepperoni pizza out on the wall of take Domino's and Jarrow, every now and then, you can hear the jingle of his tits. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's the that's the legend of Jingle Tits. Um, but I have actually got some fan mail regarding this. Um, Jarrowlad, one, two, four, doesn't be able to count. Um, I've heard Jingle Tits, but nobody ever believed me. See, now that's a problem because every like every time you hear Jingle Tits, you think, oh, well, that's just it really doesn't exist, but. I mean, like, uh, he has another one from that last from Jarrah. We've heard jingle, but jingle tits before, but we didn't want to scare the bins, so we just told them it was Santa Claus, and that is where Santa comes from. Was because people were too scared to tell the kids what it really was. Um, so they made up this whole lie of Santa, and it went around the world. But so, so literally, what I'm saying is. Uh, everything, everything originates from that Domino's and Joe, and and uh, Jingle Tits. So, um, have you got any thoughts on that? I thought Jara didn't exist. Um, I, mean, I believe well, in Jingle Tits, but I mean, I don't think Jara exists. Well, do you think so? The way the government shoot were. Well, yeah, I know. I mean, there's not a Domino's there, that's for sure. I mean, if it wasn't for Domino's, I don't think it would even exist. You know, like, I think, uh, I think Domino's quite literally put us on the map. Oh, Domino's oh. Pizza. All right, I thought you meant actual Domino's, sorry. Okay. <laughs> My apologies. 
Yeah, and there's also been other accounts, um, which which I've personally experienced, uh, is the smell of pizza when he's around as well. Um, the, the smell of pizza. People have reported um, stringy cheese on the wall outside and stuff. I don't know if you have had any experiences like that, Elias. Uh, can't say I have. Uh, well, the only smell I seem to get regularly is garlic, but I don't know. Garlic. Yeah, so maybe maybe it's the garlic bread. See, Richie, I get sometimes mixed up with jingle tits and saggy uh-huh. tits. Well, apparently it's it's kind of related because because it did actually weigh his nipples down that much that it did turn his tits saggy and they reckon that that's where the that's where tits came from actually sounds like a right tip to me does I yeah because apparently uh, apparently all tits were flat it was all about the time where people believed that the earth was flat so they just believed that everything else was flat so oh well that makes and sense then, and then Yorkshire Puddles came it's along not flat? What? It's flat. Well, yeah, but then when Yorkshire puddings came along, it kind of broke that um, that train of thought, you know. But um, so yeah, that's that. That's which is corner. Yeah, cue the other music. Well, guys, it's Ulvata, the sexiest of the bunch. Him? No, no, he's went for pay. All right, so it's out to me. Right, well, I'm going to speak about werewolves this week. We don't know where it originated from. The information I have read up is it's when a high school nerd called Scott Howard learns his forward, Harold, that he and himself, werewolves, run in the family. He decides to take advantage of this freakish trait. With his newfound strength and agility, Scott becomes a hero of the school's basketball team while winning over the long-time crush, Pamela Wells. So that's where werewolves came from. Also, the famous movie, Teen Wolf. Going back to the real things, it's unclear exactly when we're werewolf legend originated. I'm crap at reading, so excuses. Some scholars believe the werewolf made its debut in the epic of Gilgamesh, the oldest known Western prowess. When Gilgamesh jilted a potential lover because she had turned her previous mate into a wolf. Ooh. Werewolves made another early appearance in Greek mythology when a legend of Lycon, if I can't say that right, sorry, according to legend Lycon, the son of Pelagus, angered the god of Zeus when he served him a meal made from the remains of a sacrificed boy. As punishment, a rage, a rage Zeus turned Lacon and his sons into wolves. Oh, well then. And famous werewolves. So-called many werewolves from centuries ago were in fact serial killers. Well, and friends, in the first year, in the 1521, Frenchman Perry Bergot swore alliance to the devil and claimed to have an ointment and turned them into werewolves. After confessionally brutal murder of several children, they were both burned to death to stake. Well, 
That's another one. Sorry. Oh, we said. Oh, will you stop it? Stop shitting in the kitchen. Talk to your red bum. It's a shapeshifter as a werewolf. Some legends maintain werewolf shapeshifted at will due to curse. Other state they transferred with help of an entitled sash or cloak made of wolf pelt. Some of us claim to become werewolves after has been scratched or bit by a werewolf. In many werewolf stories, a person only turns into a werewolf when there's a full moon. And according to that theory, studied by Australians Calvary at Newcastle Hospital, a full moon brings out the beast in many humans. The study found that of the 91 acute behaviour incidents at the hospital between August 2008 and July 2009, 23% happened during the full moon. Patient attacked the staff and displayed aware wolf-like behaviours, such as biting, spitting and scratching. Although many were under the influence of drugs at alcohol at the time, it's unclear why they became intensely violent when the moon was full. Are werewolves real? That's the question. The werewolf phenomenon may have a medical explanation Take the Peter, Peter the Wild Boy, for instance. In 1725, he was found wandering naked for, on all floors through a German forest. Many thought he was a werewolf, werewolf or at least raised by wolves. Peter ate with his hands and couldn't speak. He eventually was adopted by courts of King George I and King George II and lived out his days as their pet in England. Researchers have shown Peter likely had Pitt Huckman syndrome, a condition discovered in 1978, that causes lack of speech seizures and facial features. Difficult breathing. Breathing. I can't. Difficult speaking for me. Other <laughs> medications. No, I, I, I know. I know what you're talking about, Greg. That is a genuine, uh, it's a genuine verified thing. Aye. He's probably. What's and, probably happened is he's uh, with Peter. They believe that what happened is he probably got abandoned by his parents in the woods or something, or a caregiver in the woods, and effectively just lived, lived for himself for a long time. Someone found him, and he was a bit feral. Yeah. I'm just like, I've wrote, this is what I've wrote down when I've looked into this. Yeah, it is, no, um, I, the story involving Peter is very interesting. I've, I've heard about it myself. I've, I haven't studied it personally, but I've heard about it through antidotes and story. It is very, it is interesting. Uh, what was that way earlier? Yeah. Other medical conditions that may have encouraged werewolf mania throughout the history are food poisoning, rabies. Um, what's that say? I'm, I'm sorry, like, I'm like dyslexic, so excuses. Show it, the, show, it, show, it, show it to the horse. The horse might understand, although it might be shitting okay. everywhere. Red bum. Red bum. Possibly caused by horseland and herbland herbs. Oh, thanks. Thanks for that, red bum. Throughout the centuries, people have used werewolves and other mythic beasts to explain unexplainable in modern times. However, most believe werewolves are nothing more than pulp culture horror icons, made famous thanks to Hollywood's 1941 flick, The Wolfman. Still, werewolves have cult foreign, werewolf sightings are reported each year, and werewolf legends will likely continue to haunt the dreams of people throughout the world. So... Do you guys believe in werewolves or not? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, 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 I believe they're possible, yeah. yeah One million there percent. Is, 
there is a condition out there, I forget what it's called, but it's basically where you get hair growing all over your body. Like you're, you know, L, you know, have you not seen the pictures of, uh, I forget what the condition is called, but it only affects it. I know, very... I know um, women get polycystic ovary disease where they grow, makes you grow hair now. Mm-hmm. The guys literally do look like they look like actual werewolves, but it's uh, it's true. If they just cut the hair, it will just grow back immediately. It's just like regular hair, but it's all over their body, hands and not the palms of their hands. You find that when you cut hair anyways, don't you? It comes back strong and thicker, unless you're bored like me. Like. <laughs> I've, actually, yeah, I've actually met someone uh, like that uh, back when I was in the TA. One of the guys there used to call him Gorilla because when he would take his they took his top off. It was just like you couldn't see any skin. It was just hair everywhere, was all he, over his body. Was he called uh, Michael J. Fox by any chance? No. Yeah, well, there you go. So that was the creepy story of this week on Craig's side of things. Right. I will be going handing over. Told you, Red Bum, get your ass up your face. To Kim. I'm sorry about that. Over to Kim. Hello, my name is Kim Foot. You may know the Curious Podcast for many various reasons. On Breaking News is one of the best and latest breaking news of all time. Tune in to Breaking News on the Curious Podcasts whenever you listen to the Curious Podcasts. Back to you, Craig. So this week, I've got Kimbo promoting my DVD workout TVs. So back over to you, Kimbo. Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, I'm not promoting your DVD series. Oh, no, hold on. Yeah, no, my producer is reminding me that I am halfway through my, my own uh, thing. You just give me two seconds, guys. I'm on the phone. We're going to be here next week, yeah? Great, no problem. Right, see you there. Thank you. Goodbye, guys. We have just upgraded the podcast. Uh, anyway, uh, yes. Um, Cue the music! Sorry, there's a dog barking outside. I keep throwing things at it. That's right, you go away! Anyway. Hello. This is not Kimbo disturbing. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Kimbo's Serving Hats of Scientific Knowledge and Facts and other stuff. Um, I haven't got horse meat, guys. You're gonna you're not getting any food. The horses shot over the kitchen, by the way. Okay, so he did have some digestive biscuits. For some reason, too, decided to give them to the horse. And he shouldn't give them the horse. The horse just literally. Everyone knows digestive biscuits are literally laxative for horses. Oh my god. Uh, anyhow, looking at my papers, here we go, guys. You like shrimp cocktails. And ah, <laughs> hold on a second. No, that's last week. Remember that. What's that? Here we go. Ah, yes. Ah, Richie. I've got some of your mail once again here. Sorry, there's some of it. Um, I'll, I'll read out some of it quickly. So, so yeah. this was the Richie's rejects, if you will, because uh, somehow they get to my serving patch instead of him. Uh, this is from, this is from uh, Karen... Kensworth, she's saying, can Drew say sorry again? Just for everything. You, I'm you, up for okay? that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Drew, you happy just to say sorry, just in general? I, I, I'm sorry, but that's not happening. Wait, well, that's there you go. Sorry about that, Karen, but it didn't happen. Um, 
Oh, there we go. Kevin Watersniff. Oh. Uh, he says, uh, Hi, Kimbo. Just to let you know, I can't write Neng next week. I've lost my pencil. Um, and that's written in oh, pen. I need pen. Uh, yeah, he's off, he's bit, I, I can't write into Richie's corner next week, so he says he can't write in. Um, yeah, okay. No he will problem. be missed. Yeah, he will be dearly missed. He is a, he's a lovely character. Uh, also got another message here from uh, Tony Tony. Tony Tony says, Hey, Richie's Garner. Love Richie's Garner. It's great. It's brilliant. I genuinely think it's actually one of the most interesting parts of the podcast. Keep it up. Ah, thank you, Tony 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 Tony. Yeah, t- <laughs> Tony Tony. Anyhow, that's the secret plans for next week. Uh, we're not talking about that yet. Anyway, guys. Do you know where we are at the moment in time? You're wrong. Domino's? Almost. We're near Pizza Hut, actually. Uh-huh. Basically, we're in a place called... Uh, 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 what is it? We're in a place called... Uh-huh. Uh, that's right, the Milky Way! We're in the Milky Way, guys! Yeah. Who the hell would say this planet? I mean, come on, that's a bit obvious. Jeez. Uh-huh. Right, so we're in a place called the Milky Way. Well, where's the Milky Way, I hear you say? Well, it's in this little supercluster of galaxies that we like to call Virgo Supercluster. That's home to loads of galaxies. We're talking about going into a football stadium and you being the Milky Way and you seeing everyone else in the stadium. That's what the Lanakea Supercluster is almost. You see, Lanakea which means Hawaii for open skies, is effectively the universe. And the Virgo supercluster, which Earth is a part of, yeah, it is effectively a tiny portion of that. Lana Kea is effectively what we can describe as the actual known just universe. It contains everything and almost everything that is there and is around there. Um, it effectively means, as I said earlier, open skies or even immense heaven in Hawaii. And it basically, it has this sort of big connotation in space that its structure and being gets to describe how Einstein's uh, general sort of general theories of relativity. Pretty sure you must have heard that before, and uh, some other little bits about gravity and basically how generally how the universe works. Lanakea basically sort of like its whole structure, its whole everything being in there and all those superclusters that are there that make it up part of it do help us describe and sort of understand the universe through the Einstein theory as we say. Now, in terms of actually the superclusters, it, it is absolutely huge superclusters. Now, ourselves, where we are in Virgo, in the supercluster, we're heading to a place called the Shapely Supercluster, super if that makes sense. That's kind of like saying, Eh, I don't know. There's someone sitting here next to the dinner table, and there's a massive table of about 10 inches, and you're going over to the next person that's sort of just next to you, and you're slowly moving there. And Shapely is huge. Shapely is effectively the most massive structure in the known universe, what you can see. And when I say structure, I mean something that all, it, it has a gravitational center and is being affected by that. What's interesting about Shapely is that it's actually quite close to the Booty's Void that we talked about in the past. It's actually pretty much opposite of the Booty's Void. When you're thinking about it, I'm looking at it from the sort of 
spaceways and all that. Anyhow, I believe we have to go for an advert and uh, exercise. Do you need to exercise this Christmas? Well, I've got the best DVD to help you lose weight after Christmas. Insert music, it says. Hello there! Welcome to the exercise of the future! Craig has your back once again. Not only is he helping you get your confidence back, he's also helping you exercise better, such as lifting weights. Get up yours and lift something up. Craig will also help you motivate and get you out there running and give you tips on how to run. It's just like walking, but faster. Also, he will make sure you feel the burn as you go up those stairs. And don't fear if you don't have stairs, he has an alternative to that. Step by step, walk up them stairs, unless you've got no legs. Da, 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 da. Craig also helps with other ways, like keeping your motivational theory up, keeping your galactic plane on the level understanding that this might not actually help you lose weight, but at least you're doing something. Craig also gives you other motivational things, such as Elvis Cup and generic being of... Well, we can cut that out later, can't we? Da, 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 da! Have you like... Do you like to do pull-ups or do you not like to do pull-ups? Craig can help you do them. Off yours. Pull yourself up, you lazy bastards. So why don't you just sit down and relax while you order your way to exercise success? Thanks to Craig. Da, 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 da. Okay. Come, uh, down. Come down to Craig's gym, please. I welcome all with open arms. Thank you. Da, 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 da. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, we're fucked with me. Anyway. So you know I was talking about shapely guys. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I can hear everyone here and say yes. I just realized that obviously I'm too far away and you're literally distracted once again by the Beep station's not on at three o'clock in the afternoon. How could it be on the team? Why? Seriously. Are you you've right watching it from told not to argue in my contract, but sorry, I do apologize. Anyway. <laughs> Remember Shapely? Yeah, good old Shapely. Well, Shapely, as I said, is basically the most uh, massive sort of structure in itself within uh, the sort of sort of known universe and all that. Well, this is the thing. There's actually something strange. You see how I was talking about gravity? Gravity basically works in the sense of, um, I don't know, uh, say you're in a spaceship, yeah? If you go into Earth's sort of pool orbit, you understand that you've sort of been attracted by its uh, gravitational pull, yes? Yeah. Everyone understands that. I think we all can say, I think, yeah, yes, 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 yes. There we go, everyone agrees. No problem. Although she do have, does have cracking tits, I can understand why you look in the other direction. But anyhow, basically, the cracking pair of tits behind this is that is something called the Great Attractor. Why y'all look at me like that? Yeah, no, now I have a tent. Now that I have your attention, gentlemen, <laughs> the great attractor. The great attractor. No, I'm not. 
no, no. Okay, right, yeah, look the other direction then. Yeah. Anyhow, Grey Attractor is effectively something that, well, I don't know, we can't sort of see. I tell you what, let's do the generic thing that most science. Well, see, at this point in our lesson, kids, if all failure helps with what I'm saying or speaking, I can just use the big cop out. That pictures. So I'm going to do that picture right there. And I'm basically going to say, guys, what does that look like? An average sort of Hubble space telescope picture that you would see? Yes. You know, just some galaxies, some stars, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. There's some black background of space and the voids and all that. You know, you'd all agree that. Yes, true? Yeah. No problem. Well, that's where the Great Attractor is. And that's the thing. We can't see the Great Attractor. We don't know why, what it why, is. Why, why does that look like Amos? Uh, no, that's the picture above you're looking at. That was the that was me when I was sort of uh, trying to diagnose the, horse, pro, the problem the horse was having. No, no, no. Like Richie's got his pants down right now. It really looks like an anus. Oh, that's Richie trying to do a full moon thing. Uh, yeah, that's one of his. Uh, that's one of his uh, humor jokes, as they say, when it comes to space. Don't worry, Richie. We'll talk about the moon one day. I promise. Yeah, yeah. And look, he's doing it again. <laughs> Anyhow, the Great Attractor, where it is, is basically some sort of massive structure that we can't see and we are heading towards. There's your conspiracy theory for today from me. There is this massive, massive force that we are heading towards. We figured this out in the 70s, by the way, that we are actually heading there. And, I mean, I wouldn't try and take fist by sort of like turning around and saying that we need to exploit ourselves sexually in front of other children. I turn around and say that what we need to do is understand space a little bit more. We need to understand what's going on and how actually what this is all about. Because although we will only have a certain lifespan of say maybe 80, we all die at 80 years old, the universe continues on. That grand scale theory thing carries on. But if you in your time can at least learn how it might end, we did not at least die with a little bit more dignity and satisfaction and sort of saying, well, I guess I know how this is all going. I'm not going to get to the end of it myself. But hey, because that's just no one's meant to live forever, it seems. Not even the universe. I suppose at some point in time we'll talk about how the universe ends because there's a big crunch and big thing like that. Or it could be that we're all going to go to the great big attractor that could be this massive black hole and we're all fucked. Unless you're the Highlander. Yeah, no, you're just a Highlander in a black hole. Could be the first one. But hey, who wants to live forever? So. Hey, there we go. There's your Highlander mix, isn't it? So that's partly what I talk about. Superstructure. There's a great attractor that we are heading towards within Lanakea. And that's where a great attractor is not sort of necessarily known. Who knows? Maybe it's the massive recycling bin within this sort of uh, black screen of a desktop that we are in that we call the universe. And that's all for Google Survey Hunt today. You can send him some fan mail if you want. Oh wait, I've actually got <laughs> I've actually only got one piece of fan mail. Quite funny I have which he had more than me and was sent over there. Uh, here we go. It's uh, don't talk about wormholes this week. I've got uh, tinnitus and dwarfism. I don't know why I need to know the latter one, you know, but fair enough, mate. Uh, that's from uh, uh, Chester A. Arthur, who wrote in the first time. So Benjamin, who's Chester A. Arthur? I think Benjamin Franklin's his pal. 
Anyway, don't cue the other music because I don't get other music. Actually, do you know what? I don't care. Mr. Adair, kick in a badass guitar solo. That's the end of Kimmel Surfing Hatch. We will be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Hey, do you like dog shit? Do you like the smell of dog shit? Well, now you can have it in your home with these new dog shit scented candles from Schmerzkeberg, sponsors of the Curious Podcast. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, good yeah. guys, I've just want to uh, let you know I've got some candles in the box here. They're from some of our sponsors. They're saying mm. we, I think we should just light them up, you mm-hmm. know, before the end of the show. There we go. Get, yeah. It might get rid of the smell of horseshoe. <laughs> no, that's true, yeah. There we go. <clears throat> I mean I've got I'm, little, just saying, I'm just saying that this this mega pack that cost me fifty pounds or forty pounds forty nine ninety nine uh, pounds sterling, but available in time for shipment for Christmas. It's only it's only great because you've got like a you've got three dark browns you've got uh you've got three light browns you've got even a green uh but there also there's the treasured white and for this Christmas the Christmas pack has has two white candles of scented dog shit so uh Ooh. yeah there you go I That's mean I'm not just saying this. Like, I'm not just saying this because I'm paid to say it, but I tell you, there's no greater feeling than when people come into your house and that distinct look on their face when they say, is that dog shit? And you go, yes, it is. And then you show them the candle. Like, that that, that in itself is worth the money. <coughs> yes. Thank you, candle bot. candles. Thank you. Smells a bit strong. Mm. I only lit. I only, I only lit the white one. Jeez. Oh right. Um, just just before we go on, um, there is a letter that wasn't addressed to any of us in particular, other than Drew. Um, it's it's from, <laughs> it's from Small Mary. Um, and it's basically a complaint of last week's episode, Drew. Um, about giants, um, right. she felt uh, really discriminated against. Uh, we've talked about giants and stuff. Um, as she's only two and a half foot tall, um, and she, she, that means she says an apology wouldn't fix the um, the hurt that you've caused, but it may it may help. So I don't know if you would like to apologise to Small Mary. Well, like she said, you know, an apology is not going to fix anything, so yeah, I'm not going to bother. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, I wouldn't stoop to her level. No, I mean, she's having to fish for an apology, you know. It's... Mm. Mm. Well, to be honest with you, Drew, that's below the belt. Aye, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if anything, she should be looking up to you. I know. Not, not criticising. I'm not, I'm not going to say that that's really offensive to obviously people who have dwarfism, they're short. Uh, I'm going to say that's just really stupid because uh, I've sold the studio! 
to someone for de the entirety of December. We're going to get a ton of money, guys. I oh. I've sold out the studio. Cause, so because we've done the Smurskeberg candle thing. Shut up, Drew. Because I've done the Smurskeberg candle thing. Um, oh, wait. No, actually, Drew, you don't know because I told Richie and Craig. Um, basically, um, we basically, what's going to happen to the studio now is it's going to get turned in to the Jara Cabana. It's going to be turned into the nightclub. Um, we're doing every night. We're going to be doing a show. Um, obviously, we'll do the podcast every week. Duh. For you guys, because for some reason you still download this. Um, but every now and then, you know, you'll you'll hear us swinging and doing the dancing and all that. And then we'll have our massive Christmas special, and uh, yeah, it'll be great. We'll be like, we'll have we'll have we might even get like Dean Martin Junior. Junior on the podcast or something like that because it'd be like the eighties or fifties or some I don't know fifties special. Um, I don't know. I was offered a ton of money and I said yes. I think I will be there as well. I don't know. I was, it was a bunch of Arabs I sold, sold it to. I think from the oh. Bahrain. But they, I don't know. They just they were laughing on their way. It's a special night. We've got Jingle Tits coming too. A Jingle Tits tribute act. Oh, every night, yeah. yes. We'll have a Jingle Tits yeah. tribute act. Um, we'll have the comedy stylings of Craig every single night. Uh, we'll have Richie and his cats uh, doing all their uh, magical work. We'll mm -hmm. have the shout-out Drew uh, at uh, five minutes. We really like the crowd to just shout at Drew and call him a wanker. And, uh, of course, I'll do my uh, singing, singing myself, you know, because obviously I'll be the MC in that. And then we'll play Cotton Eye Joe over and over because uh, cause we haven't got a licence. Yeah, that's pretty much how it's going to go. I mean, I've got a house band. I found a bunch of lads down the road who said just, they could play swing music. I'll just book um, MC um, Dog Tits. Yeah, that's it. There you go. And we're not ending on an argument this week. We're ending yet on uh, what's, what we're doing as our exclusive December special. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have expected that, huh? Oh. In the podcast. Yeah. Mm. Well, guys, I'm going to have to go because um, Beatrice is outside with the horse and cart. So. Oh, oh you say hello, hello to Beatrice. Yeah. yeah. Say hello bye. to Beatrice. I, yeah. Bye. Yeah, bye. bye. Well, to end the show, Kim, you're going to judge who was the best story. Oh, yeah, we need to do that. Totally forgot. Well, we did our massive announcement beforehand. But yes, welcome here, folks, to our final of bit of the show, where we find out who was the winner of this special. Of course, there were many favourites. The Muffman, entered by Dr. Drusifer. There was uh, Jingle Tits, entered by Richie Lawless. And of course, the one and only Craig, talked about whatever he was talking about. Now, there was only two really that stood out towards me myself. That was either one of the other. But ladies and gentlemen, in my opinion, none of the win science wins because they're all shit. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'd probably choose Jingle Tits because he's a local Jada legend just for that reason. And we are based there. So, well oh, done, Jingle Tits. Uh, um... I just like the dang, me ma, uh, Dave, um, Jerry the hamster, um, the uncle Terence, um, that black and white cat down the street, um, the ginger cat across the street, um, and that crow who shouts at us every time I go to the shop. Well, congratulations! It's great to have you here. 
It's great that you've been here. Before you go, right? I've just noticed red bombs went missing. I'll speak with Scott. Uh, Are we bye bye? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think we held on. They've taken red bomb the bar. Aye. Well, Beatrice can deal with the digestive blowout. No, I think he's all done considering how the studio is, but uh, considering we're going to be I think doing our own thing whole... tonight, I think we'll do a special where uh, we'll just shout at Drew for half an hour or a full hour. Right, guys, I think I have to go because I can't see Richie and Beatrice go past the window. Get Red Bomb back right now. Come back, you little shit. All right, now it seems like it's just me and you, Drew. Uh, well, you're you're terrible. You're a wanker. Yeah, well, you think? Yeah, um, you're you're terrible. Yeah, Richie does this better. Just end it. Just end it. Podcasts. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to break out. I'm in a dialing. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Did you see it? Damn it! Is that is that instead of the muffin man? No, what's what's wrong with Look in the general. Look in the general channel on the server, Craig. Fucking hell. Have you heard of the Mothman? <laughs> the Mothman? The no, Mothman! Man. Did you not see the video of Craig there when he went on camera? No. Fucking hell, he was, he was on a rocking horse. <laughs> he was doing it in front of his kid as well. That was what made him more funnier. I was like, oh God, he can never be on God. TV. He can never be on YouTube. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, and there, uh, Kim with a horse as well. That, that I've seen that way the long face. I was crying. <laughs> that oh, was man. fucking brilliant, that day. Right. <clears throat> How you... <laughs> I don't even know where the fuck I was up to now. I don't even know what you used to what I am laughing about, to be honest with you. That was fucking hilarious, that day. <laughs> <laughs> it was a stupid face as well. <laughs> oh, man.